0: Hey, lovely, you're listening to the Dreams All Day podcast with your gal pal and fellow introvert, Mia Brooks. That's me, by the way. This is a safe space for all introverts and dreamers looking to realize their dreams of shining online with confidence so they can build a dreamy online business, make an impact in the world, and that ka-ching while being 100% themselves and having fun in the process. And around here, the introvert hangover is of course sold separately. I'm all about empowering you to step into your superpower and become quietly confident online. I'm also about Friends, the TV show, chocolate, milk chocolate, and coffee with cream. And just so you know, quiet people can do amazing things because we totally can. So get ready to feel inspired, learn, laugh out loud, and let's be alone together. Have an honest chat about how cool introverts are as we dive into today's episode. Oh my God, you guys. On today's episode, we have the launching queen, Steph Taylor. I am so, so excited for you to listen to this conversation. She is the launching queen after all, so we talked all things launching. She's an introvert, so she shares some amazing tips for how you can launch and feel energized as an introvert in business. This episode is so freaking juicy. I'm not just saying that to get you going to keep listening. I'm being very honest. We also talked about our mutual love for ClickUp. You guys know I'm obsessed with ClickUp. I have created an entire course about it. (laughs) So I think you're going to love this episode. So in case you're not familiar with Steph, and by the way, she has this amazing podcast. It's gotten over 1.5 million downloads. It's called Socialette. I really recommend that you check it out. But Steph is a digital product launch strategist for business owners who are tired of selling services and want to scale with their first digital offer. Whether it's starting a podcast or selling a course, Steph helps her students reach more people, grow their audience, and become the go-to in their industry. So, so amazing. Without further ado, cue interview. Welcome to the Should Dreams All Day podcast, Steph Taylor. I'm so, so excited to have you on. Oh, I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I have so many questions for you. I want to talk about Uh, launching. I want to talk about all the things. The first thing that I want to talk about is your magical powers for making coffee disappear because I'm I'm the same way. I am coffee obsessed.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So a couple of months ago, I actually stopped drinking coffee for a little while and I realized. I was so chilled, but I was just so chilled that nothing ever happened. I never did anything. So basically my entire life would fall apart without coffee. So now I'm
0: back on the coffee bandwagon. You'll be glad to know. Oh gosh, (laughs) you guys should have seen my face. I'm like shocked. But I'm so, so happy to meet a fellow coffee lover. So that's so fun. I love that. So I just wanted to address that in the beginning of the episode. But first of all, for anyone who does not know you yet, but I'm sure pretty much everyone knows who you are, but I would love for you to just introduce yourself and let us in on all the things your journey, your story. Yes. Don't spare. Don't leave out any details. We want to know.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you for thinking that everyone knows who I am, because (laughs) I don't think that everyone knows who I am. And I hope that not everyone knows who I am. But yeah, if we haven't met yet, I'm Steph Taylor. I am a digital product launch strategist. So what that means on a practical term is I am not somebody who teaches you how to make an online course, but I'm somebody who teaches you how to do the marketing campaign behind when you put that online course out into the world, make it available for sale or membership or group programs. I'm a marketer at heart and that's what I really geek out on. I've been through all of the many different pivots and twists and turns in the whole online business thing, as I'm sure many of you will have as well. I started out with an e-commerce business seven years ago, six years ago, and that one didn't go to plan. So then I completely burned that one to the ground and started again and started as a marketing consultant. And I started building up a marketing agency, then realized, actually, I don't want to manage all of these people. I just want to do the marketing stuff. And that was when I niched down into launching so these days launching is my my magic zone and I also love podcasting uh, I have a podcast called socialette yes. which in the last I think it's been around for about four years now and we've managed to get 1.5 million downloads which wow. which is a pretty
0: pretty fun achievement that is a lot of people listening in and yes. anyone who has not checked it out you should definitely check out socialette on spotify itunes all the things all so the all the places so launching i mean a launching i don't know why but it's gotten this bad rap or people think of launching as Overwhelming stressful, especially as introverts in business I don't know if you resonate with being an introvert yes I am very you much are. oh yay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> always happy to meet a fellow introvert so talk to me a little bit about that then you know how, what's it like being an introvert in business first of all what does it mean for you in business
1: yeah I, th- I think there's like a big misconception that you have to be an introvert to be successful, especially mm-hmm. in this online business space where we're seeing everyone's you know, doing the webinars, they're talking on the stages, they're being on the podcasts. And there's this big misconception that you can't do all of that stuff because you're an introvert. And yeah, it's going to be a little bit harder than if you are naturally extroverted. But I actually think introverts do all of these things even better because no offense to any of the extroverts, (laughs) but introverts tend to be a little bit more conscientious. And Mm. we bring that conscientiousness. I don't know if that's even a word to the stage or the webinar or the podcast. and. You'd be surprised like how many of the big names in the online mm. business space are introverts and they're all really open about it. James Wedmore for example, mm. you'd hear him talking on a stage and you think, dude, this guy's so confident, but he's also introverted. And I think there's this misconception that if you're introverted, you don't have confidence, but you could actually still be an introvert and have the confidence. The confidence just comes from doing those things. So you have to push yourself initially to get out there and be on those stages and do those webinars and be Mm. on those podcasts but the more you do them, that confidence will build. And eventually you become an introvert that can still do those things. Having said that I will need a nap basically anytime I speak or deliver a webinar or do anything, (laughs) a nap
0: (laughs) or a glass of wine in the case of this podcast, because it's Friday night here. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, I so resonate with that. So Steph, you are the launching queen. I think we can all agree that you are. So I would love to hear a little bit about your journey with launching as an introvert. Has it always been easy? Has it always been fun. What has that looked like for you?
1: Yeah. Oh, I love this question because my very first business, I was determined I would not even, I didn't even want to put my name on the website. Like I didn't <gasps> want anybody to know who I was. I wanted to be hidden. I hated Public speaking, I hated putting my face on social media. Like I did not want to do any of that stuff. And that probably played a big part in why that first business didn't work out because there was no real story behind it. There was no human behind it. Yeah. People didn't connect with it. So then fast forward through the second pivot and fast forward to my very first course launch. And that was the point where I realized, oh, I have to actually make myself a little bit visible here. And yeah. I tried launching it with a five-day challenge, which I thought that's going to be pretty good. I don't need to do any video. They can just get an email each day into their inbox and I can stay in my little introvert cave behind my laptop, which yeah, look, that didn't work so well because Mm. by the end of that five days, people who came through the challenge, they didn't really know anything about me and they didn't know whether they liked learning from me enough to go and buy my course. So what I realized after the challenge was, oh, I'm going to have to do a webinar. Everyone keeps talking about these webinars. I have this absolute fear of doing a webinar, but I'm about to get onto a plane to go to Europe for two and a half months and I have no money in my bank account and I need to make this launch work. And it's kind of funny, like what we will do in that situation when we have no choice other than to do it. (laughs) So it suddenly became like, oh, I actually have to do this thing. I'm terrified. I don't want to do it, but I have to do it. And I'm so glad that I did it because that first webinar sucked. It was horrible. Mm. I was terrified. You could tell I was nervous. My voice was shaking. I freaked, I, I blanked completely when people asked me questions. But I had to do that first webinar to get the first webinar out the way. Yes. And after I did that first one, the second one was slightly less terrifying. And then the third one was slightly less terrifying. And now I actually really enjoy doing webinars because I've wow. just kept doing them over and over again. And I've actually, the way that I now approach launching, it's When I first started out launching, I approached it the way that most people teach, which is, you know, you've got to be everywhere. You've got to be doing all of the stuff. And what I've realized since then is actually, no, that's not how I want to run my business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe that'll make me way more money. But at the end of the day, I want a business that is profitable, but also feels good to me. So the way that I launch now as an introvert is in a much more chilled kind of way. I do what I feel like doing. I, love and I don't that. do the stuff. I don't want to.
0: I just have to say, like, when you were telling your story, the fact that you didn't have your name on your website and you were just hiding, like, I felt like you were telling my exact story because that's exactly how I started. I started a little secret blog. I didn't want anyone to know about it. And then I eventually realized like, oh, wait, I need to show up here. I need to show that I'm actually human for people to be able to connect with me and, you know, want to join me on this journey and eventually want to buy for me and all these things. Like, <sighs> It's the same thing. I love that story because I could totally see myself in it. Live webinars. Do you still do live webinars now? Yeah, I do. I love them.
1: They are so much fun. I've done probably more than 30 of them now. Every time I do them, being able to be live with my audience and be able to answer their questions, see their reactions, get their feedback in real time. That is such a unique opportunity. Like the only other way to do that is if you're standing on a stage talking to them, but then you're not getting that interaction back because you don't have the chat box. So it's it's a really great space to be in rather than just speaking out into the void, posting content out into the void and not knowing whether it's resonating, not seeing what questions people have. So yeah, I, I love webinars.
0: They're great. <laughs> And plus you can still do them in your pajamas, like in your safe space, in your bottom home. half, maybe <laughs> bottom half. Oh, if you're on camera, then totally that's yes. <laughs> I would love to hear, you know, for anyone who's never launched before and resonate with being an introvert and don't necessarily feel ready to do live webinars, what would be your, you know, top tips for launching as an introvert when it's their first time launching? Do you still recommend doing live webinars or just like ripping off the band? you don't have to look, you don't have to do a live webinar.
1: It's a great way to nurture people to that point where they are ready to buy from you really quickly. Uh, It's not, there's this misconception that webinars have to be this really, you know, a 60 minute long sales pitch. And that's not the point. Uh, it, the point of the webinar is to nurture them to the point where they are now so ready to buy from you that it becomes that next question from them is, okay, how can I keep working with you? Like, this yeah. has been so good. How can I keep working with you? And uh, I won't talk so much about what to put in a webinar because that, that's like a lot. That's an entire, that's <laughs> yeah. like a week of my course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, we'd take, we'd take probably three podcast episodes to talk yeah. about that. Uh, but so you don't have to do the webinar, but what I would say is pretty much not optional for anybody who wants to launch is an email list. Yeah. And if you don't already have that email list, that's fine because I would typically recommend starting your launch 60 to 90 days before doors open. That means starting to show up. That gives you a bit of buffer time to grow that audience, to share that content that's going to start to nurture them to the point where they need to be to be ready to buy from you. And the reason I say email is we're still getting 20 to 30% open rates. The social media algorithms are not giving us 20 to 30% reach. I, I'm lucky if a post gets 2% reach these days, I'm like, amazing, wow, what did I do so good? But with emails, we're easily still getting 20 to 30%, more if you have a smaller list. So it's it's still a wonderful tool for nurturing people. And then when doors are open for landing in their inbox, where they're going to see it, click through and hopefully sign up. So building that email list is a must do. I find it works really well for introverts because you don't have to show up on social media. Exactly. I personally I'm not loving Instagram right now. I'll do it when I feel like it on the days when I have more energy, but I'm not somebody if you lock me into posting every day on Instagram, I don't want to do it. So email for me suddenly becomes this easy thing because once a week or twice a week if I feel like it, I'll send my email subscribers, an email. And that email usually sends them to my podcast or somewhere where they can engage with my other content. And that's starting to nurture them. And then when doors open, I'm emailing them a bit more regularly. I'm sharing my bonuses with them. And all of that can be scheduled ahead of time. So that means that once doors are open, you're not having to show up everywhere. You're not having to do this energy draining push that you think a launch is. So yeah, when everyone thinks of launching, they think it's what happens after doors are open. But if, if you're only really trying to get
0: people in, then you've kind of left it too late. Yeah. Something's going on with Instagram right now, isn't there? There's something yeah. going on, something fishy, but I love that. I I started my email list from, I think I started it the day that I registered my domain. And I'm so happy that I did. It might sound a little bit old school to have an email list, you know, all these like old school marketers, like build that. I know, I know, but like <laughs> people still buy from email. Like that's how most of my audience buy from me. And so I think it's just, if you're listening and you don't have an email list yet, follow Steph's advice and just get on that ASAP because it's such an important asset in your business. It really, really is.
1: And it's also, like you said, it's an asset, but it's also security
0: in your business. Like if
1: Instagram shuts down overnight or people suddenly stop using Instagram or Facebook or Pinterest or wherever your audience is, then you've still got them somewhere else. Whereas like, if you don't have that email list and suddenly Instagram's gone, how are you going
0: to communicate with your audience? You essentially have to start again. Exactly. Exactly. We never know what's going to happen with, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg might, you know, decide to pull the plug on both of them. And then you're like, what? Where's my, where's my audience? Where's my, I have no business anymore. So yes, that's so, so true. So true. Okay. I know this is kind of awkward. You're in the middle of the episode and I do apologize, but I just need to mention that if you are a fellow introvert, fellow dreamer, entrepreneur, and you're feeling kind of lonely in business, I get it. I felt super lonely as well in the beginning. And that's why I created my community, my membership, the She Dreams All Day membership. It's all about bringing the introverted entrepreneurs of the world, the amazing people of the world, together in one place so that we can grow together, we, we can support one another and hold each other accountable and basically just become business besties. That's my goal. If you wanna learn more about the membership, make sure you check it out at shedreamsalldaycom forward slash membership. This sounds like such an infomercial. I do apologize. We are going to get back to the episode right now, but I just want to take 10 seconds, I don't know if this is 20 seconds, to share the introvert love and let you know that there is a safe space for you to come and hang online with us in the She Dreams All Day membership, where you get monthly masterclasses on a topic designed to grow your business, grow your audience, and your mindset. And we also have live Q and A's every single month, which are really fun. Plus we have challenges that are also really fun. All right, back to the episode. Ding, ding, ding. That's a little tune to get you back to the episode. Ding, ding, ding. So you mentioned planning and scheduling ahead. What tool do you use to plan out your launches? I'm asking because I am obsessed with planning and I use, I use ClickUp. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> you really? Oh, I love yeah. that. I love you. <laughs> yes, that's that's literally
1: it's clickup and google calendar. That's how we plan them out and it's awesome now because I have an operations manager in my team and she wasn't from an online business background. So it's great because it meant that I got to train her in my style of launching. (laughs) And basically each time we go into a launch now, we have a project that's saved with like what all of the stuff that we need to do in the launch. And it just means that we know we're on top of everything. But now it's once you've done a certain number of launches, it actually starts to feel like second nature Mm -hmm. to the point where now going into a launch, I sometimes feel like, huh, why am I not nervous? Why does this feel so easy? What have I forgotten to do? And it's not that I've forgotten to do anything. It's just that everything's done and we're on top of it.
0: And it's a good feeling. Yeah, I love that. I love creating templates and click up and just like yeah. duplicating tasks and it makes everything so easy. I know. As an introvert in business, planning ahead, it really is a huge part of managing my energy during a launch. I think that's a very important thing for us introverts who wants to grow our businesses. But something I just want to ask you, because this is something that I feel like a lot of people struggle with, or it can be a struggle. It doesn't have to be, but Mm. the whole launching mindset, like dealing with Mm. a quote unquote failed launch, going through that mid cart dip, which always happens. How do you deal with that? And have you experienced the quote unquote failed launch? I don't believe anything is a failure, but like.
1: Oh yeah. One of my failed launches ended up turning into a million dollar product. Wow! Yeah. So <laughs> failed launches are not a thing. the, like, they're not the <laughs> failure. They are information about, yes. okay, this isn't working. Let's try something different. Yes. And you think, oh, I've just spent 90 days warming my audience up for this and they don't want it. Great. Let's find out why they don't want it. And let's quickly pivot it, pivot that messaging. This is one of the reasons why I love the concept of launching something before you've created it, because it takes away a lot of that pressure when, when you've got that, when you were launching that idea, rather than launching something that you've spent a year creating Suddenly it's no longer this desperate energy of buy from me, buy from me. Like, oh, why is nobody buying? It's doomed. Mm -hmm. I've wasted all this time. And suddenly it becomes, oh, okay, this is what they're saying. They're saying that they want self-paced and I'm launching a group program let me tweak my messaging. Hey, I noticed a lot of you have been asking for a self-paced version. So here's this. If, if 10 people sign up by, for this, we'll, I'll deliver it to you in two weeks time. And you're being a lot more nimble with the way that you're doing it. And what I was launching was a podcast launch group program. I had a bunch of people who wanted to learn how to launch a podcast. So I said, okay, cool. We can all jump on Zoom each week for eight weeks and I'll walk you through the process. It's not that difficult. I can do it. And when I launched that, the feedback I got from people, I didn't fill enough spots to run it. And the feedback I got from people was, we don't want to do it in eight weeks. I want to do it in four weeks. I want to do it in six months. I don't want to do it in a group environment. I just want to do it at my own pace. I want to be able to work through it at night when I get five minutes to spare. So that showed me, okay, I need to make this a self-paced course program something. I pivoted it. I emailed my list again and I said, "Hey, here's a self-paced version of what I just launched." And 10 people bought it, I think. I think it was around 10, 10 or 20. And I thought, "Cool. Okay, this is resonating. People want this." So then I did a live webinar and I launched it again. And I launched it again and I launched it again. I think I live launched it about 7 times. I did 7 live webinars. And at the end of the seventh webinar, I thought, okay, this is converting really well to cold audiences. Let me record the webinar. Let me put it on evergreen. So it's like an automated funnel. And now that just runs in the background. So I'm not having to constantly put my energy into launching it over and over and over again, but I did have to live launch it a few times first. I think a lot of people think they can go straight into evergreen. They're like, Oh, I'm an introvert. I don't want to do a live webinar. I'm just going to record a webinar and do that
0: instead. But you can't skip that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. You know, just putting it out there, seeing what people think, you know, before even creating the course, I think that's such, such a good strategy. And it's something that I've experienced with now recently as well, because I remember back, back in the day, like only a few years ago, (laughs) I created my first ever course and I spent like six months creating it. (gasps) And then I launched to like almost crickets and that was so disheartening and so sad. (laughs) So I've been there as well. It sucks, (laughs) but you learn a lot. Yeah. So I I love live launching my courses because then I can also get that added pressure of like, okay, next week I have to deliver module one, module two. And so- you know, if you're a person who works better under pressure, that could be a good strategy as well.
1: Yeah. If you're somebody who's prone to just pushing those deadlines forward and you're like, oh, this isn't a priority. I'll just launch it next month. I'll launch it next month. Having that deadline where you've got those students locked in, that will make sure that you get it done.
0: Exactly. (laughs) There's
1: nothing like being accountable to people who've paid you money. Exactly.
0: Plus you get paid to create your course, which is, pretty
1: amazing exactly. as well. It's, yeah. And it's, it's almost like you're getting an advance on a book, Yeah,
0: except yeah. you have a much tighter deadline probably. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. So do you have any tips for managing your energy throughout a launch? You know, we talked a little bit about planning, but do you take days off in the middle of the launch? Like how do you maintain your energy throughout a launch? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So in the actual card open period, I would always recommend basic self-care. Like I've heard so many people talking about like, oh, I'm in launch mode. I can't exercise. I'm getting fast food. I'm, you know, drinking half a bottle of wine every night. because I'm so stressed. And it's like, no, like these are the things that we shouldn't be doing during cart open. We should be still focusing on going for those long walks or exercising, however you feel good, making sure that if you can't commit to cooking that week, or if you don't have somebody in your family who can cook for you, having some healthy frozen meals or something that you can heat up and eat so that you're not adding extra energy spikes and dips by reaching for junk food. So basic self-care, trying not to book in any client work, trying not to book in any other calls, any other commitments into that space of time as well. I stupidly, I think it was two or three launch magic launches ago, I decided that I was going to do a random, it was like a Harvard postgrad course in behavioral psychology or something like that. I was like, this sounds so much fun. And it was running for three days right in the middle of my cart open. And because it was in New York time or Eastern time or wherever they are, it was (laughs) 3am till 6am my time for three days of my cart open. So I was getting up at 2.45am to watch this 3am call. And by the time 8am rolled around, I was like, Mm. I'm done. I'm done for the day. Uh, So don't do that. (laughs) The other thing I would say is don't make cart open too long. Yeah. Because I was going to ask about like the time period. Uh, Anything longer than 10 days, unless you are somebody who can keep that energy up for a long time. I wouldn't do anything longer than 10 days. Uh, I think we did seven for the most recent one. And that was kind of the sweet spot. I did 14 days for one last year. And by the end of it, I was so over it. (laughs) I was so over it that I didn't actually have as much energy as I would have liked going into week one of the course. So that, yeah, keep it as short as you can. Obviously give them enough time to make an educated decision. We don't want to pressure people into making a decision in three days, but we also don't want to keep doors open for two weeks and have to show up all the time. And then also, if you find that you get really drained after cart open, maybe allowing a week of buffer before week one of your course kicks off or before they get access to whatever. Like, yeah. w- w- if you're showing up live for them, that just gives you time to, I don't know, book a little staycation or even yeah. just take a few days off. Uh, to kind of re-energize yourself because it can be really exhausting if you're going from launching something straight into teaching it and then sometimes you finish teaching it and you're back into launching it again
0: yeah oh that sounds stressful to me I'm like no we need (laughs) to take a break like even just talking about it it feels very draining (laughs) yeah yeah I've made that mistake
1: these are all things
0: I've learned by doing the wrong thing by the way (laughs) And I believe you have a course. I know you have a course. I don't believe, just believe. Uh, It's called Launch Magic. So where can people learn all of this from you? Where can they go to sign up? Uh, do you have a wait list? What does that look like? Yeah. So Launch Magic is closed until mid-September. You
1: can find the wait list at stephtaylor.co forward slash magic. Basically, it is a 12-week program that walks you through that process of building a framework for a repeatable launch. So you can bring in that profit over and over again. So we're not just talking about launching something once, but we're talking about like once you've created this asset, once you've launched it that first time, how can we keep launching this asset over and over a couple of times a year, maybe, or like I did with the podcast one where I launched it seven times before I put it on evergreen. How can we get that launch framework so dialed in that it just becomes this little tap in your business where you can turn the tap and bring cash in and run it a couple of times a year and build your business around it because you can, it is totally possible to build a course based business And I couldn't work with clients on a retainer basis. Like I need that freedom and that flexibility to work how I want to work. And that's been probably the biggest advantage to me of building
0: a digital product business for sure. That was a bit of a tangent, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We love a good tangent. It's all good, but we will definitely leave the link to join the waitlist in the description or in the show notes. I get confused all of these platforms. (laughs) Same things, (laughs) like in my bio, whatever. We're gonna leave it down below or you know (laughs) in the show notes. But thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us, Steph. I love talking to you about launches. I could talk about this forever, but I know you're a busy gal and you have a birthday party to go to now. It's Friday night in Australia, right? Yes, yes, yes. Amazing. So thank you so much for coming on. Apart from joining the waitlist, where can people connect with you? Yeah. So my website is stefftaylor.co.
1: I'm on Instagram at stefftaylor.co. Reach out and say, Hey, I might not post that often, but I still check my DMs. (laughs) Uh, So I'm over there and you can find social left podcast at stefftaylor.co forward slash (laughs) podcast. Amazing.
0: Thank you so much for coming on and enjoy the birthday party. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yay. <laughs> Yay.